Thanks for tuning into the Better Events Podcast. In this episode, you'll learn more about how you can manage stress and come away knowing that you're not alone and we all need a reminder to take care of our personal needs. So let's dive right in. Welcome to the Better Events Podcast. Join two event strategists, Logan Clements and Mary Davidson, who believe we can all create, host, and attend better events. In this podcast, you will learn about event strategy and actions that you can use today as an event host, planner, or manager. Hear directly from the people who are creating innovative and inspiring events today and tomorrow and grow your business along the way. Now, let's get started and thanks for listening to the Better Events Podcast. Alrighty, well, here we are back at another week for the Better Events Podcast. So hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us today. I'm Mary, one of your co-hosts, and joined by Logan, our other co-host. And we are excited to talk with you today about a topic that we feel like is really important and kind of a hard one to talk about. So we'll see <laughs> we'll see how this goes. Um, but Logan, how, how are you doing today? Give us a little check-in. Yeah. Hi, everybody. I'm Logan Clements. Um, as Mary mentioned, one of the other co-hosts for the Better Events podcast. I am, I'm doing, Mary. I, I feel like I, I don't have great words to describe how I'm feeling. Um, it's been busy, which I think as an event professional, as always, I say it's a good problem to have. Um, but I definitely, this topic for talking about stress management and everything feels very, very relevant right now. I also did get my uh, second COVID shot the other day, and I'm still kind of just fighting. My body's fighting through those antibodies. So I think that's that's also a portion of how I'm feeling. How are you doing? Yeah. Well, first of all, I have to say you're a trooper because I'm getting my second shot next week and I'm like planning nothing. Like I don't, I don't think I'd be ready to podcast. So good for you. Good for you. Um, how am I doing? Also, I kind of feel similarly. Logan and I will talk about this more, but I think we've both been pretty busy lately. And um, like she said, busy is good, but trying to figure out how to kind of manage that. Um, so, so yeah, doing okay. We were just talking about how it's um, almost the weekend here when we're uh, filming this and recording this, and we're really looking forward to the weekend. So <laughs> I think we've all had those weeks and that's kind of how we're feeling right now. So we will get more into it. Don't worry. Um, we're going to get real with you today. So let's talk about why we chose this topic. And I might throw this back to Logan. I'm, I'm throwing her under the bus right now because she may have mentioned it a couple weeks ago saying we really need to talk about this. So tell us why, Logan. Yeah, I think, you know, we're talking about stress management and, you know, knowing that you're not alone and how this affects stress affects everybody, not just the event industry. But I feel like as people who work in the event industry, I feel like it's quite prevalent. And so, um, yes, this was, we were recording a different episode a week or two ago. And I remember telling Mary, I wish we just did an episode where we just openly discuss stress management, mental health, some of these topics that might be taboo in certain circles, but I also feel like are really real. And every time I do get into it with a colleague in the event industry, it's very validating to hear that other people are struggling, but working through it. And that you can have success and be really busy, but still have stress. And that's okay to have good and bad mixed together. And so I just wanted to dive in it with you, Mary, because you and I have had some non-recorded conversations about this. And it's been really helpful. And I think our listeners could learn something from having us have this kind of open dialogue. Yeah, absolutely. And I like how you mentioned, too, like, obviously, because most of our listeners are from the event professional world, like, it is a super relevant thing to our industry. And I think that's something that I'm kind of 
learning more as being a fairly new business owner. Like it was, I experienced a different kind of stress, like the stress that you experience around the day of an event or like a few days before the event. That is one thing. And that is a, that's probably a, a, we can dive deeper into that if we want, because that is some pretty crazy stress, but um, just like the day-to-day running of a business or trying to manage expectations, it can, it can become a lot. And I think that's something that I'm, I'm learning more now than before too. So it's nice to have a place to be able to talk with it and other people that understand. So um, if you're going through the same thing in your event world, hopefully this is helpful to you. Feel free to reach out. Um, We've mentioned this before, but I just want to touch on it real quick. I want this to be like a community where we can support each other because sometimes that's hard to find real people in the event world who are like willing to do that for one another. And so hopefully this can be that place. Yeah. And it's just a big reminder that we're not alone. And I think, Mary, it's it's hand in hand being a business owner and an event professional. Um, I know I have several friends who work in events who might not even call themselves a business owner, but they're a contractor. So they essentially are a business owner if it's just more unofficial or freelancer as they're called. So it can feel very lonely at times. And that's again, the point of both our overall podcast, but also this episode is to kind of remind you that you're not alone. And we're also all going through this. I think it's also a time when with social media and everything, it's very, and we're going to cover social media in another, in an episode coming up uh, next week, actually for you, but it can be really easy to just see all those positive posts of all these great things going on. And you can feel very alone if you are struggling and feel like there's not a place for you to talk about that. So that's kind of what we're going to get into more of today, I guess. And then we'll continue to touch on these topics um, because we do want to, you know, be real with you guys about what we're going through, what the event industry is going through, what's relevant. I also think right now stress is big for anybody who's an event professional in Washington state. We're dealing with kind of an opening, not opening, who knows if we're opening or not um, scenario when it comes to COVID and having all of our, our work of over a year ago come to a halt and then pivoting into virtual and then now coming back into hybrid and in person. There's a lot of external stress as well in an industry that we're used to being able to kind of control those variables and predict what's going to happen. And it feels very out of our control, which can also be, you know, a source of stress. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up because I think that we would be remiss not to mention like the past year has been just, just crazy. And, and some people haven't made it through in the sense of like, if they're an event professional, I know a lot have kind of been like, I'm doing something else. I'm going to go work somewhere else and start a different career path. And, and I, I mean, it it is what it is. It, It has been difficult. And, um, I think of like the the event professional stress and the the normal things that cause us stress. And I th- hopefully maybe we can dig a little bit deeper into that now, Logan. Um, what what are some of the ways that you find yourself on like a day to day business as you're running your business, or maybe in an event, or do you have like an example of a time that you felt has been really stressful to you? And then maybe we can go from there, like go from some examples and talk about how we managed it. Not that we're here to give advice. (laughs) Let's also be clear about that, but just kind of share experiences. Yeah. Well, I think it's advice in some way, but knowing that there's not one answer to how you handle some of these things. I mean, I feel like events are stress. I always joke that event planners, event managers, especially you are essentially like a paid decision maker. And so with the weight of those decisions that you have to make, there is a level of stress that then comes with it. And so I think as an example of kind of stressful projects for me. I know I get stressed out if it's a project that I've never tried before. It's something, whether the scale of it, the size of it, 
um, the duration. If it's, you know, normally I'm doing uh, one day to five day events and all of a sudden now I'm tackling and I am, I'm currently tackling a month long event like that will cause stress just because it's the unknown for me. And so much of what, as much as I hate the stress that comes with trying new things, I also did an entire um, blog post and YouTube video that we can link in the, um, in the podcast notes about this, but how once I'm through that stressful project of something I've never tried before, I always feel better. Like the payoff is so much higher versus events that I could do in, you know, in my sleep or, you know, essentially events that I've done time and time again, and I kind of know what to expect and there's not going to be any crazy curveballs. Those are fun as well. And there's a payoff, but I find that the, like how proud I am of myself once I'm through it is usually so much higher on these projects. And my video is all about how I think we should all try hard things, which is a lot easier said than done. And so my stress comes from kind of the unknown and not knowing, you know, what to expect when it comes to some of these bigger projects or different clients bigger clients, whatever that looks like. Um, that's kind of the source for me. I don't know if that answers your question, Mary. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. I think that's awesome. The, uh, I, I hear what you're saying. and I, I think that we're meant to be challenged just as people. I think, I mean, we're not just meant to be stagnant. Growth is an amazing thing. And so I, yeah, I just did an event and it was, I got like thrown into kind of a, a platform that I wasn't really used to using and it got a little crazy um it was it was kind of stressful but now that I'm done with it I'm like so grateful that I kind of was just thrown into it and you know just like a massive learning opportunity I would say and now I know how to use this platform going forward which actually can be really valuable and so yes the stress can be can be worth it sometimes I would say um and I I think about too the stress that I experience as a business owner as well and I think it's like the, the day-to-day things that kind of get to me, like the being overwhelmed. And I mean, I, I'm not like a therapist. I don't know if being overwhelmed and stressed are like the same thing. <laughs> I think they're, they're sometimes they go hand in hand. But um, I think that's the biggest thing is I, I kind of experience it as like I feel so overwhelmed. But I don't know if I would call it stress. I don't know. I just I experience it through the feeling of being mm. overwhelmed. Um, yeah, I mean, I think everyone interprets it differently. I, I definitely, in my mind, link overwhelm and stress together because that overwhelm kind of causes some stress. Um, and I, I know stress manifests itself differently in everybody. And so for me, it's um, I am a big proponent of therapy. Neither Mary or I are licensed therapists, but um, I used a sports psychologist when I was a college athlete at the University of Virginia, and it blew my mind. I think I definitely had been someone that thought you only go to therapy if you have something you know you have to work through or anything. And I was working with a sports psychologist to help with my athletic performance. And it just opened my eyes to how much my personal life or my academic life could actually be affecting my athletic performance and how everything was really connected and how helpful it was to have that relationship with a mental health professional before I went through anything that was really stressful. So that when stress did come in my life, I already had that kind of support system. And so I am currently working with a therapist. She's awesome. And that's definitely been a great outlet for figuring out some of this stress. But I, I talking with her has helped. And then the other, my other key indicator is usually my sleep. If I can't go to sleep because my brain is just thinking of all of the things we need to think about. And again, that's with that overwhelm feeling like you're talking about, Mary, that to me is a way that I know I can start to gauge personally, oh, I'm definitely feeling stressed out about this. Um, and I, I know many event professionals are similar to me where we've had event dreams where <laughs> you, mm-hmm. you've dreamed either pre or post event. I think Mary, I told you there was a, we did an event together and the next day at our debrief, I was like, I had a dream that I slept through half the event, even though this was, I was sleeping 
This dream happened after the event had already finished, but in this nightmare, <laughs> my brain had convinced me that I'd just fallen asleep mid-event and woken up and had missed half of it. So it's funny how stress manifests it differently in, in everybody. Yeah. And I was thinking of, you mentioned sleep. I'm like reading a book on sleep right now. It's, I think it's actually really well known right now. I'll link it in the show notes, but um, I've heard a lot of people have been reading it. It's called Why We Sleep. Anyway, mm -hmm. um, it, it's interesting because stress is like very much linked to sleep from my understanding. And so that's really funny. I love your dream, by the way. Mine usually is like, I can't find where I need to go. Like I can't find the event space or I'm like, it's just like, ugh. it's I'm stressed out just thinking about it. Yeah. Those aren't very fun. I was going to um, say, I'm sweating over here. If you're watching us on YouTube, like I'm, I'm having to fan, like I have physical reactions. It's like <laughs> hands are clammy, <laughs> yeah. starting to sweat. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Yeah. So I was thinking of maybe we could talk a little bit about self-care as well. Like, cause I'm, I mean, I'm over here thinking like, Logan, what do you do? Like, give me some pointers because I think I've been trying to figure that out for myself. Um, part of it's like time management or being able to uh, this. Okay. I've had so many people like mentors, therapists tell me this and they're like, you need to stay true to your personal commitments. So like you, I, like I, ugh. Here's an example, one that I haven't been keeping. I should probably say that too, but um, I tried to schedule my days where I'd be like done working by a certain time. And then I would have like a little education moment. I've been trying to learn Spanish. And so I, while I still was like, my brain was still going, I'd go like learn some Spanish for like 15 minutes. And then, um, you know, I, but I think the overall point is that I would be done working by a certain time so that I could do some other things. Um, and I'm so bad at that. I mean, I just got to be completely honest. I'm like, I feel like there's always something else that can be done. And so cutting myself off is like really, really difficult for me. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to, to kind of put in those like self-care little bits in my life so that I can manage that a little bit more. So tell me what you do. Share share your wisdom with me. Well, I want to jump in first saying you're not, you're not bad at self-care or at these, you know, this learning habit that you're trying to do. I don't think we're necessarily bad at it, but I think you know, there, there aren't one-stop solutions for, for anybody. And so for some people in some industries, stopping to work at a certain time, I think works for, for those people. But I feel like if we made all our listeners raise our hands right now for who works in events and ask anybody to put their hand down, if they think they could honestly log off by 5 PM consistently every single day, no one would put their hand down. That's the, the blessing and the curse of, of events. I feel like is that, you know, they're at unconventional times and unconventional hours. So for me, the what's been the most helpful in terms of self-care is, um, I don't know if you've read Gretchen Rubin's um, Happiness Project at all, but she is uh, an author and now has a podcast and it's all about, she's a big fan of ha good habits, but also you know finding happiness and joy. And so she has these four tendencies that she believes most people fall into. And it's like an obliger, a questioner, I'll link, we'll link them below. I can't remember all of them, a rebel and something else. But essentially it's all about, are you internally ex motivated or externally motivated? Um, and the idea is we all fall into one of these four categories. So, you know, having someone tell you just set 15 minutes aside every day and study your Spanish for one of these tendencies, that is great. You're definitely going to do it. But for like a questioner, they're going to be like, why should I do that? I don't want to do that. I want to do something else. And it's just never going to work for them. It's not saying they're bad at that. It's just not the solution. So I'm an obliger from these four tendencies, which means I am externally mode. I'm yeah, I'm externally motivated. Meaning if I have you, Mary, for example, for doing this podcast, the two of us doing it together ensures that we're going to get it done versus yeah. if it was something that I was trying to do by myself. I do have a habit of my own personal 
it's bad to say personal needs, but my personal things tend to get shifted to the bottom over my clients' needs or, you know, things that are extra, like things I will show up more for other people sometimes than I show up for myself, which is really hard to admit on this podcast, but it is very true. And it's something that I'm constantly working on. Um, and so having, knowing that about myself, um, one of the things that's helped with self-care is getting a therapist because knowing I won't take the time by myself to sit there and reflect and check in with myself. Even right now I'm in the midst of this stressful project and I've been pretty good. I, there were a couple of days, one day where I was like, I want to cancel my therapy appointment. It's just another thing I have to do. Like I'd, I'd love to have this time back to get more things done. And then I was like, nope, I have to keep it. And I showed up and it was great. And I needed those 50 minutes and just be focused on myself and have somebody listening rather than being focused on other people. So that's been helpful. And then I also hired a nutritionist that I've been working with, um, Holly Priestland, since June of last year. Same thing was I always just, I was interested in just feeling healthier, whatever that looked like for me. And I knew if I don't have someone holding me accountable, it'll just, it'll ebb and flow. There'll be weeks if I'm not busy, I'm good at prioritizing it. But the minute I get busy, it just falls to the bottom of my list. So having that external accountability really works for me. I'm not saying it works for everybody, but that has been really helpful um, in making sure that I'm carving out time for myself. Yeah, that's a great idea. I was thinking too about, um, and I think I've talked to you about this before, Logan, but like my mornings are very precious to me. And obviously in the event world, that kind of doesn't always happen depending on, like I always say, okay, if it's like two weeks before an event, like my schedule just goes out the window and that, that is what it is. So it's fine. Um, but for like a typical day, my mornings are so important to me. And I, and I think as long as I can kind of continue to like put that in place, I do a lot better. Like just so basically what I do in the mornings, like I feel like I've mentioned this before in one of our podcast episodes, but it's like, there's like the 5 a.m. club or the miracle morning. That's not what I do, but because that's the next level, the 5 5 a.m. club. I want to say I'm a big sports fan. I know that's like Kobe Bryant. I think he called it like the Mamba club of being up at 5 a.m. And I was had the idea of doing it as an experiment for like a week and then decided not to. I was just like, it's not for me. It's not mine. There are certain people who will thrive, but not me. (laughs) I'm not sure that that's for me, but you know, just the point is like taking some time in the morning for yourself. Um, That's what helped. That's what helps me at least so that I I feel like I can like serve people better throughout the day. If I have given myself the time that I need to like be a better person in the morning. So that looks like still waking up at a good time, but like um, being able to just get some things done because that's how my brain works. I'm like always thinking about the things that I need to do, whether it's with work or like personal life. So if I could just like knock out some of those personal things in the morning, I feel better and feel like I can just tackle my work more. Um, I also touching on health, like you said, for me, that looks a lot like exercising. Like I, I try to do it every morning, even if it's just like a little walk or something like that. Cause once again, I just feel like it clears my brain. And I've noticed when I like experience like the most sense of peace is like when I'm exercising. I think part of that's because I'm like so exhausted, but uh, but I'll take it like whatever works. And so that just like the moment of peace it really sets me up for my day. So I'd say that's what an ideal morning looks like for me, which really helps. But I think that's a great takeaway for listeners. Like you just said, though, of, um, you know, if you are feeling overwhelmed, having some not easy, but tasks that you know you can complete and clear off your plate and do it tackling those first so that you now feel like you're ahead, I think is great. And then I'm with you, Mary, on the exercise thing. I've um, recently taken up swimming again. Our um, local gym opened and you have to reserve a lane and it's a little bit hectic to do, but I've discovered that I actually love it. You can only have the lane for 30 minutes, which is like perfect for me. I'm like, okay, only 30 minutes of swimming, but it's actually turned into kind of like a moving meditation because 
you can't really listen. I mean, there are, I guess, headphones you could listen to, but I'm not listening to anything. I can't have my phone on me. I'm for 30 minutes just focused on like not swallowing water. I'm, I'm a good swimmer, but I just joke. That's like I'm just breathing in and out and just really focused on my body for 30 minutes. And it is really rejuvenating to to have that time for yourself. So whatever that looks like for you, I have friends who are into, you know, more creative and artistic expression is their way of kind of recharging. But I think those are also really good things to think about. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, you brought something up to me the other day. I don't know if you remember this conversation, Logan, but um, I was talking about a situation that I was struggling with, like a, like professionally. And (laughs) um, you were, you, I guess I, this is what I do when I like can't decide or I can't make decisions. Uh, first of all, I'm kind of indecisive sometimes in like my personal life, but I'll like talk to everyone about it and get their thoughts before I make my decision. And it's not necessarily because I'm like making it based on what they say. It's like, I just want to make sure I'm not crazy and I want to hear like other people's thoughts and make sure I'm thinking through things logically. So I don't know if that's good or bad, but I turn to people a lot and yeah, yeah. I'd Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was going to say that's a mind link. That was literally, I was just trying to, it's like, I had a thought when you were saying your last thing. It is. It's also, yeah, having people that you can go to. I mean, if I go back and look at some of the other projects that I've said have been stressful or felt like they were overwhelming, or at first I was like, I don't know if I could do that. The reason why I actually did it is often either I had an advocate for me who helped, that's how I got the the opportunity. And they were like, no, Logan, you can do this. And I was like, cool, if this person thinks I can do this, I'm going to do it. And then having friends and a support system along the way to kind of help me get through that stressful project has usually been the difference, for, you know, between me saying yes to something and maybe being too scared to say yes, um, is having that support system of people to both nominate you for those opportunities and push you and motivate you to be like, no, you can do this. And then the other ones during it while you're trying to figure out, you know, decisions along the way who you can go to, to be, you know, either give advice or just honestly be a sounding board. My stressful project right now, the friend who brought me in is honestly, that's what that's what we're she is right now. She's like, just call me if you want to vent. We can try to troubleshoot if you want. But if you honestly just need someone to listen to like or to listen to you, that's what I'm here for. And it's really helpful to have um, have those people. And then something that I loved in another podcast that I was listening to was talking about I was talking about feedback. Um, it was talking also about giving feedback or receiving feedback. And that was an interesting thing that I want to apply to my life when I'm listening to other people and also being asked to be listened to is setting that kind of expectation up front. If it's like, Hey, look, you know, Hey Mary, um, I'm calling you about this event. I just want to vent. Is that okay? And you're just venting and I'm not looking for you to necessarily like solve my problems or give your opinion. It's just, I just need to get this off my chest or, Hey, I'm looking for some advice on blah, blah, blah. And that just kind of sets you up, which I thought was such a fascinating way to think about it versus, you know, trying to give feedback to someone and they weren't actually, that's not what they were looking for. They were just looking to get something off their chest. Um, So I thought that was another interesting way to think about managing stress if you are that person going through a stressful time or if you're supporting those around you who are experiencing some form of stress in their lives. Yeah, I'm glad you touched on that. And there, I mean, for our listeners, if you think about either your life or your professional life, like who could be that sounding board for you? Um, I think there always is someone, even if you might not have like like a family member that can listen to you or like a really close friend or anything like that. I'm thinking like through who I talk to uh, through these situations. And um, a lot of the times it's like a mentor. And I got a mentor through like a networking group that I'm a part of or like I'm starting another mentorship just because I asked somebody if they wanted to like be my mentor. Like, so there are people out there, just don't be afraid to go ask them. Like if you can set up 
it's kind of like setting up like a relationship with them and saying, can you just be there for me? And um, especially in that professional capacity there, that's what mentorships are for. And they, by the way, are amazing. I'm like a big advocate of them. I love them so much. There you go. So mentors too. I know I just want to keep an eye on time. We could probably keep talking about lessons learned from stress, but I thought Mary, you had a really good question here when we were talking about this episode is talking about is stress a good or a bad thing? And I don't know the answer. So I don't know. I uh, I was looking up because I'm a nerd, some, some articles online and I don't necessarily have any like solid quotes from them or anything, but I think the whole, it's just an interesting thing to think about is stress a good or bad. If you look at us as like, just as humans there, there's good stress. Like, I think that's kind of like the survival instinct that gets put in place. Or like one of the articles was saying like a college student, if if they don't experience a little bit of stress, they're not going to like study for that test. Like what would motivate them to do that? So I think that there are times when stress is good. But Logan, tell me your thoughts. Shed some light on it. Yeah, I think, no, I I, I agree. I think I think stress is, is good as just a concept, but that burnout is a really big thing going on, you know, going on right now. And when I say right now, it, it's going on for the past couple of years. There's a great book. Again, we'll, I'll link to it called Burnout um, that I've been reading, which talks about your stress response, the physio- physiological response that your body is having when it's in a stress cycle and the health impacts of being in a prolonged stress cycle. And that stressed me out about my stress when I read it, was reading it. So I stopped and I'm going to read it once I finish this project. Um, Cause it's talking about essentially the hormones and the um, adrenaline that is released in your body. And it's good. Like you're saying that fight or flight instinct, Mary, it's a, it's good in short term, but if you're like constantly in a stress cycle for days on end, it's really bad for your body, um, like your heart and everything. So I was, I'm going to table that one, but I, I agree with you. I think a certain amount of stress is good because it does encourage you. Th- that's how you grow. That's how you, I mean, lifting weights, when you lift weights, you're stressing out your muscles. You're essentially creating tons of micro tears and things, but then you have to give your body time to heal. And then that's how you get stronger. So I think it's similar to, you know, stress professionally or personally that it's, you know, it's okay to be stressed out. And that's really what I guess, sorry, this we should have started with that for this whole episode is like, this is all to normalize. Like stress is normal. We are going through stress, but I, if anything, if you feel like you're experiencing that stress, panic, anxiety on a prolonged for a prolonged period of time over and over and over again, this is where I feel like you need to reach out to those around you. Like you're saying, Mary, whether it's reaching out to mentors or actually just reaching out to a mental health professional. Um, I will say most of my friends know me as like the therapy cheerleader. Like I get calls from my friends when they've decided to go and start seeing a therapist. They'll call me knowing that I'm going to like cheer and woo for them because I think everyone should be in therapy. Um, no matter how old you are, what your life experience is, anything. Um, I know it's when I was looking for one, it was very financially hard to find one that would take insurance or not take insurance or be at the right price point. But um, it's definitely one if you have that financial ability um, to, I, I highly, highly advocate for that. Cause I think that'll help you also figure out that how much stress is good versus bad for you personally. Cause I also don't think it's a one size fits all kind of solution. Yeah, definitely. And I just want to echo if you're an event professional to find, you know, that that sounding board for yourself to set boundaries for yourself um, and to, you know, just do those little things throughout the day that you can that will give yourself a little break. Like, like my therapist was saying, like, when you're stressed out, just take a tiny break, which is so hard. 
and go like pet your cats. And I was like, yes, I should do that. That would make me happy because I'm a cat lady. So anyway, yeah, hopefully um, this episode doesn't stress you out. Hopefully it helps you feel a little bit better and just know like, um, like we're saying before that you are not alone. Yeah. Mary, do you think it's time to move on to our bonus tip? Yes. Bonus tip time. Bonus tip. Um, So for our bonus tip is going to be Zoom related this week. So if you're someone who uses Zoom to produce virtual events or maybe you're a speaker constantly in Zoom events, I do want to remind you to click the little check for updates. If you're on a Mac, it's where you have to actually go up to the top of your screen and click zoom.us and then from the drop down, select check for updates every, I'd say every few weeks. Or if you want to put a reminder on your phone every month, One of the weird things with Zoom is it doesn't automatically push updates like your phone might saying, hey, there's a new system to update to. You actually have to manually check for it. Um, That's because one right now they've just Zoom just pushed an up, just had an update where they're doing immersive experiences or immersive view, very similar to Teams where you can have a cool like fireside chat uh, or an auditorium setting. And the funky thing with Zoom is if you have not updated your Zoom You could go to an event and they could be using the immersive view, but you won't see it because it's only affected by people who have done that update. So biggest advocate for you would just be to say, make sure you as an event professional or an event attendee, update your Zoom and make sure you have the latest version every month or so. And we'll link, I'll link to the below where you can check for Zoom updates if you're someone who likes to just click on a link instead. And I have to say, I'm a huge immersive view fan. I played around with it the other day and I was like, I am never doing a normal Zoom call again. Really? <laughs> I, I may have had a photo shoot with myself and I will post them on Instagram. That's like, it is a really, Instagram. it <laughs> yeah. would be, it will be a really cool like photo booth thing, like thing. I just am worried that it's going to still have this technology discrepancy between like, or not discrepancy, a uh, technology like gap. Because I, I don't know if you saw, but like my computer is not that old and I can't have it where my background disappears. Like I'll show up as a box in all of those. Oh, and so it just makes me think okay. that I'm not alone. Like there's a lot of people who have, I think my computer's from like 2017, 2016. So I guess five years old, maybe that's old for a computer. Um, but you could have speakers where you want to have this very like nice view and they're not going to have it because they oh, won't have boxy. the tech on their side. Um, and it's not even a webcam issue. It's a hardware of your actual device. Like I have to get a new computer. So, Interesting. Anyhow, but we could probably okay. talk about that whole, maybe that's another episode all about Zoom, <laughs> Zoom oh, and yeah. Zoom's immersive <laughs> options. <Yes. laughs> Love it. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for joining us today. You can find us at the Better Events Pod on Instagram. You could email us at bettereventspod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear any suggestions or questions that you have. And thank you so much again for listening today. So we'll be back to talk with you again next Wednesday. Bye, everybody.